Now when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was God's son. Years ago, when our children were very small, part of the bedtime routine was the reading of Bible stories. The book that we used retold episodes of the Bible and contained some memorable phrases. One that I particularly recall was from its account of the crucifixion. Soon the sky grew dark and the earth shook. It was as if God's own heart was breaking. This afternoon, we did not hear from the Lion Storyteller Bible, but from the Gospel of Mark. If we've heard it several times before, we might miss how strange and frightening the scene is that the evangelist described at the end of the account. In the middle of the day, darkness came over the land until three. At three, Jesus cried in Aramaic that God had forsaken him. And whilst the bystanders argued about what he had said or what to do or whether to offer him wine, he cried out again and died. As he died, the curtain separating two parts of the temple was mysteriously torn. The last word goes to the soldier in charge of the crucifixion. Truly, this man was God's son. What that centurion had witnessed was no everyday event, no routine execution, no ordinary death. This was a moment of cosmic significance. Somehow, all creation was being affected by the ending of this man's life, as if creation had to respond to the injury done to its creator. Those writers for children captured it perfectly. It was as if God's own heart was breaking. I don't want to rationalise or explain that, tempting though it is. Now is not the moment to speculate on whether or not there was an eclipse on that afternoon 2,000 years ago, or to try to determine which part of the temple Mark is telling us was damaged when Jesus breathed his last. Neither do I want to theologize today, theologize today, tempting though that may be. There'll be other occasions to explore what it means for God not to be confined to a temple or for the dying Jesus to use that verse from the Psalms. Today, I don't want to draw comparisons or to point to the universality of suffering. Others, have been and are the victims of injustice, of mockery, of physical and mental torment, of wanton violence, and we will always pray for them. But today, our focus is at Golgotha. I do not want this afternoon to call for action. There'll be other occasions to accept forgiveness, to resolve to challenge injustice, to lift high the cross that others might know the love that has found us out. There are so many themes for mission, for evangelism, for sermons, for meditations, for Bible studies in Mark's account. But those are not for today. Today, we simply want to make ourselves present to that terrifying and mysterious moment. 
without saying anything, without trying to think too hard. Why do I suggest that? Because however much we think and speak about it, we shall never get beyond what thoughts and words can tell us. And thoughts and words will not tell us what imagination and feeling can. In the terror of the midday darkness, with the haunting echo of a dying man's cry as the fabric of a national monument falls apart, we sense something of the mystery that prompted and hardened soldiers' exclamation. Truly, this man was God's son. We simply place ourselves alongside that centurion to witness the love and grief of the divine parent. It was as if God's own heart was breaking. O oh, love divine, wrote Charles Wesley, what hast thou done? This side of eternity, we shall never be able fully to answer that question. As Wesley himself also told us, in vain the firstborn seraph tries to sound the depth of love divine. And what is beyond the angel's comprehension is certainly far above mine. But what we cannot comprehend, we see and feel. That in the crucifixion, God has shown what God is like. The sky darkens as creation itself responds to the pain of its creator and the temple bursts with the power of grief and love. As if God's own heart was breaking. As we said earlier, this is the second year that we've not been able to meet in Central Hall and to process through the capital. The second year that we've not been able to sing together of the wondrous cross the second year of restriction. We might all wish that it were not so. But perhaps in these restrictions, we can become more present to the scene that Mark describes and feel what we might otherwise not experience in quite the same way. The unfathomable depth of the love of God, whose son died on Calvary. Wesley again. Then let us stand beneath the cross and feel his love and healing stream, all things for him account but loss, and give up all our hearts to him, of nothing think or speak beside. My Lord, my love is crucified.